Thank you for tuning in to the Rainy Day Horror Show. I am your host with the most Dusty McBalls, a.k.a. the Certified Cougar Hunter, a.k.a. the man with balls too big to handle. And on today's episode, we are taking a trip to the Sutton family farm in a small rural Kentucky town to learn about their experience with the little green men we call aliens. With that being said, get your crocs on, set them bitches in adventure mode, and make sure to get those plasma guns ready just in case we gotta do battle with these little green fuckers and let's get this show on the road. August 21st, 1955, the Sutton family and the relatives arrived out of breath and hysterical at the Hopkinsville police station in Southwest Kentucky. They told the police about their horrific battle that they underwent against otherworldly beings. This story would become one of the most detailed, baffling, and prolific accounts of an alien close encounter on record. It's the most notable encounter because of its large number of witnesses, the duration of the battle, and how close the family was to the strange creatures. This story eventually became regional and even national news. This encounter took place on the Sutton's farm in a very rural town in Kentucky. The Suttons lived in a tiny unpainted three-room house with no running water, no telephone, no radio, and no TV or books. The family claims to have seen the UFO land in little green creatures described as aliens walking around the farm. One fact that's indisputable about this encounter, all 11 of the family members, eight adults and three children arrived at the Hopkinsville Police Department completely filled with fear. These aren't the type of people who normally run to the police. They usually shoot first and ask questions later, Police Chief Russell Greenwell told investigators. He also said that the women and children were in hysterics and one man had a pulse that was 140 beats per minute. According to the witness statements, it all started around 7 p.m. on a very hot Sunday when Billy Ray Taylor, 
a Sutton family friend was fetching water from the well when he noticed a silvery object. He said it was real bright with an exhaust that was all of the colors of the rainbow. He then later recalled that the saucer came silently to the house, passed over it, stopped in the air, and then landed on the ground. Billy then ran inside and told Taylor, who was 21, and his 18-year-old wife. Taylor also told Glennie Lankford, the 50-year-old widow and matriarch of the family, her two older sons and their wives, a brother-in-law, and the widow's children that were 7, 10, and 12 years old. After he told them what he just saw, they didn't take him seriously, and they just laughed off his story. An hour later, something awoke their dogs, causing them to bark excessively. So Lucky and Billy went to the back door to see what was going on. And what they saw was downright chilling. They saw a strange glow, and in that strange glow, they saw a weird creature. A creature with an oversized head that was almost perfectly round. It had long extended arms that almost reached the ground. Its hands had talons and had extremely oversized eyes that emitted a yellowish glow. They also said that its body gave off a weird shimmer in the beautiful night sky as if it were made of silver. The two terrified men ended up running to grab weapons. One grabbed a 20 gauge shotgun and the other grabbed a 22 long rifle. When they arrived back, they started opening fire on the little green men. When the creature was being shot at, it raised its hands, approaching the back door, but then when it reached the back door, it did a flip and scrambled into the darkness. Shortly after that incident, they saw another creature peer at them through the window screen. So, they opened fire again, but missed all of the shots. Mrs. Langford states that she crouched and went to Billy in the hallway when she noticed an alien that was at the front door. She also said that it looked like a five gallon gas tank with really short legs. The drama escalated even more when Taylor decided to go outside under the small overhang roof. Then his family members screamed saying that they saw a hand with talons reach down and touch his hair. As the group screamed, Taylor stepped back 
into the house and Lucky shot at the ceiling trying to tag this alien. He then shot another creature that was lurking in a nearby tree. One of the rounds effectively hit the creature that was on the roof, causing it to fall to the ground and scurry away. After that, the Suttons moved back into the house where they then spent several hours listening for movement, but all they could hear was occasional scratching on the roof. At 11 p.m., the family finally booked it to their cars and hauled ass to the Hopkinsville Police Department. After they arrived and told their story to the chief of police, he then called them backup, even requesting military support from nearby Fort Campbell. He also requested the presence of a photographer from the Kentucky New Era. When they arrived on scene, the only evidence they found were a few shell casings. The police suspected drugs and alcohol might be involved, but the patriarch of the Sutton family said that alcohol was not permitted in the house. A short while later, after the police and their help left, the family started hearing noises again between 2.30 a.m. and daybreak. Mrs. Lankford said she saw one of the creatures glowing by her bedside window with its claw-like hands on the window screen. A few days later, after the incident, the story spread like wildfire, making appearances on the radio and even on the news. Once everyone caught wind of the story, a huge gaggle of curious seekers fled to the Sutton farm to investigate this strange occurrence. No trespassing signs did not save the Sutton family from being ridiculed. They were being called ignorant and fraudulent, but when they started charging people money for taking pictures and looking for information on that night, the ridiculing became worse and they were eventually being called fortune-seeking fabulists. As the Sutton story grew to a much larger scale, now covering the national news, it took on a whole different life of its own. The number of little men grew to dozen or more, and a woman a few years later in eastern Kentucky reported that she saw a flying saucer, but she said that the green men were six feet tall, this time conflating the Sutton story. This promptly helped kick off the term little green men 
that we now use today. Investigators ended up going back to the farm the day after the incident to try and find more clues. Like every other alien story though, they found absolutely nothing. No scratch marks, no blood trail, no footprints, and no proof that a flying saucer had landed. But this story did attract United States Air Force and their program called Project Blue Book. But they didn't really pursue or document it besides checking in with the military police who happened to be there that night. In 2006, Joe Nickel, a senior researcher for the International Committee for Skeptical Inquiry and a self-styled paranormal investigator reviewed all the evidence of that night. He was able to match Taylor's UFO sightings with similar reports from that day and what he came up with is that there was a small meteor shower that night in Taylor's vicinity. He also said that the little green men were great horned owls, having their long wings be mistaken for arms and talons. They have yellowish eyes, long ears, and a very big round head matching the little green men description and for the silvery shine he states that they were reflecting off the moonlight but while hoot owls are known to be extremely active and aggressive around dusk some investigators question the characterization of these creatures as hostile to some their behavior that night like Kelly hints at that they are just extremely curious creatures are aliens real are they fake are we truly the only ones in this universe we may never know so I will leave that up to you to decide if aliens really do exist. So with that being said, stay foxy, stay frosty, and most importantly, stay safe. Mick Balls, out.